Hey guys, this is Neil. And this is Lindsay. And welcome to Meet, Meet the, the Maholtras. Our podcast is all about finances, marriage, relationships, your career, um, overall just navigating your mid-20s and your 20s. We are so glad that you are here. By no means are we experts. We're just here to share our journey with you guys and what we've learned so far and get better together. Alrighty, we are ready to chat. Finance is the biggest cause of divorce in America as of today. So I would say that finances play a big role in in a marriage, in the success of a marriage, as finances are that factor that tie in our goals. Since we were little, we had aspirations to be something, uh, be somewhere financially. And once we get married, those goals tie in together and those dreams become part of a shared vision. And that gets enabled through communicating about finances and getting better at handling finances together as two minds are better than one. So today's episode is going to be focused around finances in a marriage, the role of finances, how to get on the same page uh, about finances in, in a marriage and getting better together every single day, understanding more and getting and sharing that vision about future through your financial journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hey guys. Uh, So we've definitely missed y'all as we have not made a podcast in about two, three weeks. Uh, But, you know, hopping off of everything Neil said, finances play a significant role, um, not just in a marriage, but just in your life. I have a current um, life coach, mentor, And my mentor is always telling me that one of the biggest things in a marriage is finances. Uh, He's pointed out that it's sex, finances, faith, and family uh, that really tie into marriage. And honestly, when Neil and I were getting married, we're like, okay, we've got all those things down. Um, But the finances part was the part that was... I guess you would say concerning, especially on my behalf, because uh, I had just finished a bachelor's and master's program and was sinking in student loan debt. Um, and then on top of that, sinking in credit card debt, um, it was just not a really good sight to see whenever I took Neil's last name. Uh, but I appreciate all, you know, Neil stepped up and was like, hey, this is what we're going to tackle together. So coming off of, you know, like I said, what Neil said of how significant it is, I really think it starts off with compromise. And that goes with your individual life. And if you're married or in a relationship, or you're, you know, sharing finances, paying, splitting rent with your significant other, whatever, um, it has to come down to compromise. Um, Neil, do you want to talk a little bit about what that compromise looked like for you and I and how we found it? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to talk about it. But just to kind of give a background on both our financial uh, tendencies. So, Uh um, 
(laughs) (laughs) To start off with, I I always have had a little bit of a conservative mindset towards finances. And I'd probably attribute to that uh, to me growing up. Um, I, we never had a uh, lack of anything. Again, everything was uh, provided for, and I had a great childhood uh, lacking nothing. But at the same time, um, kind of having that journey of, uh, of leaving that nest egg and coming to the United States of being independent, uh, I had to take charge of finances pretty early on. And that I would say attributed to my conservative outlook as it always felt like the responsibility was on me to make sure the 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 bank was uh, balanced properly or I had my budget down to a T of making sure living that rogue college lifestyle. And again, being an immigrant and having no credit score probably to the benefit as I couldn't really take out any kind of student loans and any kind of credit cards, which I probably would have, as it would have made um, things easier. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. just being forced into that, yeah. forced into that living off of the money that was only in the bank account, I think I naturally made my tendency to be of a conservative person and making sure that every dollar was accounted for. Yeah. Yeah, no. And um, honestly, I, I feel that uh, Neil and I's uh, tendencies were pretty opposite uh, because I was working in Starbucks when in college whenever Neil and I met. And I'll never forget the first paycheck I got Um, And this was not my first job. I had worked, you know, when I was in high school and stuff. But the first paycheck I got, I was so irresponsible. And I went to the mall that same day the paycheck hit my account. And I bought Neil this, like, Hugo or Hugo. How do you say it? Hugo Boss. Cologne. Cologne and workout outfit. Like, I just, you know, no comment. No comment. Um, But I think it was... I never was taught that, you know, money is extremely valuable and you, there are strategies to save money and to budget money. So uh, Neil and I, we obviously saw this debt in front of us, um, had goals, wanted to be debt free, wanted to see this amount of, of digits in our bank account. So we really had to just buckle down. Um, I had to put my pride and my wants aside and you know, I want this, I want that kind of thing, and just really see what we can afford this month. Um, so what we did is usually the beginning of each month, uh, Neil would print out our budget sheet. We would sit down, we would go through it together. Neil would show me, hey, this is what we've got for, you know, that would be for like, um, what was it, like clothing? Rent. Rent, um, just like, etc gifts for people because I just always would buy people stuff. Um, and he's like, you really got to calm down on that, Lindsay. You know, just a whole bunch of uh, pets. I don't know if I added that already on there, um, like health-wise, if we need to go to the doctor, anything like that. So we really just split each category of our lives for each month and put a limit to what we did. 
So we either taped that to our pantry door, taped that to our bedroom door, uh, taped it somewhere to where we saw it every morning. And every single time I would go, hey, I'm going here, I'm going here, and you to go get something, I would always come back home and mark it off the budget sheet. Um, so that really helped us during our debt-free journey. We purchased a car right now. Yep. Yeah. So just to just to kind of expand on that piece again, the budget did play a key part. But as Lindsay had mentioned earlier, compromise was the biggest factor of us putting our individual wants aside. Um, as I had a car, um, it was a 2011 Suzuki SX4 that I bought whenever I was in junior year of of college. And mm-hmm. it was at the point of uh, breaking down on the highway <laughs> a bunch of times. And again, uh, could have been an easier way out of going ahead and kind of financing a car and the same time paying off the other loans but we decided to be more kind of focused on our our different uh, priorities on that and making sure that the student loans were paid off and making sure and at the same time compromising with each other and upgrading to yeah. cars uh whenever whenever the time's right. Whenever the time was right. Yeah, and so basically we really uh, buckled down from when we got married to... Actually, it was the first day of 2021. So it was exactly pretty much a whole year and two weeks that we came up with this blood budget planning strategy of putting a calendar out, really honing down on what we spent etc that uh january 1st of 2021 um was such an amazing day as we sat there paid our last payment and officially became debt free um and that goes from our cars we um owned both we owned both of our vehicles and paid off our student loan debt and credit card debt and all that stuff um and now have just putting money aside just to save uh, for our future and our long-term goals yeah, and and again, there's uh, as far as kind of find uh, as far as following a specific financial plan goes, I would not say that that this is the only kind of recipe for financial success. As there's probably a lot of other ways of kind of minimizing your payments and uh, having those long long term. Um, commitments to to banks or other financial institutions but this is what worked for us and this was a plan that we focused on to make sure that it was a short-term goal uh, instead of prolonging that commitment to these financial institutions for a long period of time we wanted to cut it short so that we could actually move move forward own the things we needed to own and making sure they were a small part of our life instead of them being a constant monthly part of our lives and a constant reminder. Right. And so, you know, talking about the budget planning and really sitting down and figuring out, um, you know, what works for you, we actually use Dave Ramsey. 
Um, I'm not too sure if any of you guys are familiar with Dave Ramsey. He is a financial coach or um, he is one of the most um, listened to podcasts in America. Um, he has a very flourished company, I guess you would say. Yeah. Um, and it's based out of Nashville. Um, and what I like about him, he talks about like money, finances, all that, but on a spiritual level too. Um, so that it really kind of helps you just kind of like understand that this kind of is spiritual. I mean, if you are not in touch with your finances and just drowning and having to pay, you know, live paycheck to paycheck, it causes those stressors in your life uh, that perhaps will allow you to lash out, um, become upset with your spouse, your significant other, your family, your parents, whatever. So he really works with you through those kinds of things. Um, and I, we followed him. He has like top seven steps or like seven steps that you follow. Um, and I don't want to get down to the nitty gritty of all of them. Cause to be honest, I don't know them by memory. Neil probably does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say the, how he talked about like tackling your smallest debts first and then going through to attack your largest and he calls up the snowball effect. Right. Right. Uh, you know, to where you find, okay, you look at all your debts, you sit up, you know, stay up one evening and sit in your office, sit in your kitchen table and say, what all do I owe? And then you start, okay, I owe this much, you know, I owe this much and start tackling the small debts and getting into the largest debts that you have. So that really helped us as, like I said, we started, okay, this is the smallest debt we have into the biggest loan that I took out for my um, college education. So, I mean, it, it all comes down to how bad you want it. There were so many times in this journey that I was like, Neil, but why can't we just go buy this? We have the money. Why can't we just go here? We have the money. And Neil's like, Lindsay, it just, you know, we're almost there. And I'm like, I mean, not even going to lie. I was very frustrated sometimes and uh, pretty selfish and stubborn of like, come on, really? Like, you're really not going to want to spend this much. But the fact that Neil was pretty gun hold and said, no, we're almost there. We're about to be debt free. Let's hang tight. We can do that later. Um, really also helped me. And also we were talking about it the other night about how the pandemic also really helped us um, because we were, um, we were uh, actually not doing anything for the whole pandemic. So we were really spending and, just kind of staying home, working, and saving up money and attacking our debt. So, like I said, we followed Dave Ramsey. That really helped us. Um, do you have any other encouragement that you would give, Neil? Yeah. So, kind of in addition to that, I always, I always had this perception, maybe just being from from India or just having uh, having a different perspective on finances, is for some reason in the rhetoric in in India, and I'd say probably a lot of international countries as well, the rhetoric of having any kind of leverage to your finances, leverage being any kind of loans, were were looked at, were looked um, were looked down upon and seen as mm-hmm. not a true form of wealth that that could be accumulated. So I would I feel the message of Dave Ramsey uh, probably resonated deeply on a more deeper level as far as 
more of my cultural up- upbringing went and and the the basis of 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 the indian society to a certain degree as well mm-hmm. goes yeah that's probably why the message of dave ramsey resonated and again it's it was an entertaining podcast so would would say that the steps are um pretty well defined pretty useful and yeah. again you yeah. you you probably want to take what you can from each financial source that you can find try trial and error and see what works best for you is what i would suggest sure, sure. yeah 100% and i also think like you know i'm uh, on all social media platforms nil not so really but i'm on twitter all the time and i always see you know 21 year olds 28 year olds and you know people in their 20s just like oh i bought a house and then posing with their keys or just bought a brand new car or you know etc and sometimes that can feel kind of like knock us down we're like man why aren't we there yet you know or i have all this debt i can, i'm living paycheck to paycheck i got five bucks in my account you know how do i get like that i will say that it's possible I mean, you don't have to be 45 and have your finances together. You can be 25 and have your finances together and have, uh, you know, six digits sitting in the bank account saved up, whatever. You know, it, it is very, very possible. Um, but it all comes down to, like I said, how bad do you want it? What are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to look through all the subscriptions that you have and figure out what you don't really need, what you're not really using? Um, how can you cut down your monthly expenses? And it, it just comes down to, you know, talking about it. Um, there are so many mentors online, also via social media. There's different apps that you can follow. Dave Ramsey has the Every Dollar app. Um, I know there's, there's like, Mint. yeah, there's Mint. There's Neil and I use Mint. There's also like um, a lot of like uh, feminist go getters that also have like financial trackers as well for women trying to like reach the top, which is super cool um there's a whole lot i mean reach out to your life mentors anybody in your local community um that you trust you know in your church in your family um in your home group any i mean any really anything if you're part of a social group anything like that uh reach out to people Um, you go to a mosque temple wherever mm -hmm. get in touch and find these resources right because it's like i mean neil and i we didn't do it alone we reached out to our parents we reached out to life coaches we reached out to several people who were older than us and let them know the journey that we're on i mean i can recall so many times we went to you know out on the weekends with a few friends and or you know went to go have dinner with people that we looked up to or admired and we told them, hey, yeah, we're saving, we're on a debt-free journey. This is what we're looking at right now. This is what we still have to owe. Um, and just being so vulnerable, and they poured into us, and they were like, hey, look, this is what we did. This is what we helped us, or what helped us, you know, kind of thing. So, you know, I just want to offer that encouragement. Uh, right now, you may be listening to this and feeling like, damn, you know, I don't know where to start. I Like, y'all don't understand. Y'all guys have jobs. I'm working uh, minimum wage or paycheck to paycheck. Still, I mean, please, like I said, reach out to those financial coaches. There's so many podcasts. This podcast is extremely amateur 
to all the financial podcasts that you can listen to that'll coach you through, even if you are, you know, busting tables or, um, you know, working overnight, it is so possible. And I just want to provide that hope and inspiration to, you know, let you know that you can do it. You don't have to have a higher education to become debt free or have or financial be. freedom. Exactly. I, I think at the end of the day, it, everyone's financial happiness looks different from from the person who's right next to you especially in a marriage it's very important to sh- communicate what that financial success looks for both both of you guys mm-hmm. and or gals or whatever the case is but at the same time making sure that you are on the same page with your significant other Mm-hmm. making sure that you you maybe you see uh, five rental houses as being financially successful or you see a million dollars in your retirement account to be financially successful sharing that vision with your partner and coming up with tactical steps to get there is is the biggest part of this whole financial journey mm-hmm. in my opinion if you can there's there's a bunch of different paths that you can follow there's a bunch of different frameworks that you can implement in your life but the main main part is that you are on the same page with your significant other and you can make sure that you see some measurable steps for some short-term goals and some long-term goals that you can get to by communicating with people who've gone through this journey before. Right. And, you know, to also wrap things up, if you're not married or if you're not in a relationship, make sure you're on the same page with yourself. I mean, that's where it starts, that self-discipline and saying like, okay, I'm going to go out tonight, but I'm only going to get x amount of you know whatever or i'm only going to spend x amount um maybe even just take it out in cash don't take any of your cards with you or let your friends know that you're hanging around like hey i'm not trying to spend a lot can we go here instead of here um so have that self-discipline if you are in a relationship or you are married or engaged or you know looking to be either of the or talk about these things uh this is a huge huge thing like i said Uh, My life coach told me it's uh, finances, faith, family, and sex that are the top four things in a relationship for it to remain successful. Uh, So we thank you guys for listening to our podcast. We hope each of you can find financial freedom, no matter how old you are, what you're doing. Uh, We want you guys to know that it's possible. So thank you so much. And thank you guys. And we will catch you in the next one. All righty. See ya.